Hey everyone, welcome back to today's episode of The Imposter, the podcast dedicated to making science more fun and engaging for you, the audience. Today we'll be continuing last week's episode, Otis Bruner and the Crew, Part 2. And for those of you that didn't listen to it, I would strongly urge you to do so because you might be a little lost, but also because it was fascinating. And uh, just to get you up to speed, we are talking with the one and only Otis Bruner, a part of Dr. Carrie Howell's Deep Sea Crew, which I believe is affiliated with Plymouth University. Woot woot, both of ours, uh, both of Otis and I's alma maters. So uh, there you go. Um, anyway, so just to bring everybody up to speed, Otis was talking about the research that they do with the Deep Sea Crew as well as the recent expedition that they've just set out on Friday the 13th, last Friday. So hopefully we'll be getting some updates in the next few weeks as to how the expedition is going. But until then, you can follow them on Twitter and Facebook and listen to this and the previous podcast to understand what's going on in the deep sea world. So without further ado, let's get into it. We live in an age based on science and technology with formidable technological powers. And if we don't understand it, by we I mean the general public, if it's something that, oh, I'm not good at that, I don't know anything about it, then who is making all the decisions about science and technology that uh, are going to determine what kind of future our children live in? We've really got to start at the earliest levels with having a broader view of what education really can and should be. Because I find that with the young people we have, we are able to motivate them. Science is all around us. It's in us. Knowledge of science is power. It gives you an understanding of the forces of nature. It's not even about how much science you know. It's about how science Before we forget, or well, before I forget primarily, I should mention that if anyone, any of your listeners want to learn more about the research crews coming up, the website is deeplinks, that's deeplinks.wordpress.com. It will have constant updates on where we are and what we're doing, and it gives an overview of our research. And it's very interesting. It has a pretty cool logo. As well, if I might say. Did you have any any input on designing this logo? Oh, it was it was the it was the deep sea cruise brainchild. Right, right. We 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 all have um, input. I will also put the links to that <laughs> on the blog, as well, and um, a few other stuff. So stay tuned for Excellent. that. Ha- hashtag deep links. Hashtag, hashtag deep extreme. Links. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I want to ask maybe mm, two questions. Three three questions. Three questions. All right? Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, so the first question is where do you see this field going in the future? And I know that that's a very broad question with a lot of different answers. So just answer to the best of your ability and experience. Well, I believe this field will be growing. Um, Industry 
interest in the deep sea is growing for mineral mining and all sorts of other applications as technology improves i think we're going to it's going to be a lot easier to analyze deep sea, the deep sea and explore it i think that all more automated processes will take hold using marine robotics and more automated analysis so for example a big a big time consumer in our lab is that the the video data needs to be analyzed manually by a human and if if there were a computer program that could analyze biological data without a person sitting there and taking notes for hours on end i mean we would have so much more data to play with so i believe a lot of growth oh god and a lot of and a lot of ingenuity and and people i mean not a lot of people but some people find the deep sea i mean so fascinating like philanthropists like da uh, james cameron i mean if he can throw some money into going down at the bottom of the sea who's who's to say leonardo dicaprio won't do it next and it's a it's a fun okay it's, but it's the final frontier on earth not the final frontier it is the, the final, final frontier, frontier on earth, earth. And I believe as technology gets Mine better... Minus visiting the Earth's core. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it's the final frontier above the crust, let's say. And I think that as technology get, <laughs> gets better, people are going to be excited about being the first one to do stuff down there. I, I do think that's a double-edged sword. And I mainly say that because I'm bitter towards James Cameron. You don't <laughs> ask a chef to perform surgery... You don't mm. ask. James Cameron can be a wonderful advocate for the marine environment, but leave the exploration to the frickin' scientists. What are you doing down there? Do you have years of background and studies that you are qualified to see <laughs> what you're seeing? You can get exactly what you wanted from a camera. You should let an expert go down there, damn it. Sorry. I get so passionate about that. It's fine. I understand. But, I mean, in the end, the expertise is not the limiting factor in exploring the deep sea. It's it's the money. It's the willingness to, I, to I, I do put your that. fortune on the line to go explore these areas. I mean, people that have designed... And... I, I, think that, I think that supporting it is 100% important, and especially drawing it, I just think that if you want to actually put good faith and get the most that you can out of the money that you're investing in, you're going to want to be investing in understanding what's going on now there. And so if you're someone that does not have a scientific background and a specifically a scientific background in deep sea ecology or biology or chemistry, you really like... You're just going down for a claustrophobic, harrowing, and exciting experience, which will be, I'm sure, an amazing once-in-a-lifetime thing. But at the same time, you're not going to get as much out of it as someone that is trained in, basically, that's their job to do. I don't know. Uh, well, extending, extending your argument, would you say that it was a mistake sending Sir David Attenborough to the bottom of the Barrier Reef? recently in his recent bbc documentary because he's not a deep sea ecologist but he did he he may have a background he, he does have a background but he's not a deep sea ecologist he's he's a almost 90 year old <laughs> man at the time 
putting him into that submersible was definitely risky. I mean, was that a bad okay. idea? Um, uh, on health reasons, I would say <laughs> it's a risky and maybe a bad idea. <laughs> on he, Here's the difference yeah, between maybe. Sir David Attenborough and no Sir James Cameron. I am not dissing Sir David Attenborough. I, I'm not comparing him to David Cameron, and I'm not bitter about Boaty McBoatface, but I'm just extending No, 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 I, I, I get it. I, I, I accept the extension. Here, here's my response, is that David Attenborough has, like, 40, 50 years plus working as a nature presenter, um, and he does that for a living. Not only that, he was doing a documentary which was going to be shown and it was going to be reviewed by everybody. James Cameron went down. He's not That's true. showing the footage. He's gathering ideas for Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5. Like, that's his main goal. <laughs> he, he does not have the same intentions that David Ambrose said. That, that said, I do that's think close. that if this is like a once a first for uh, an expedition, like James Cameron was for the Mariana Trench, yeah, I wouldn't say a even if you are a nature presenter, you should not be the first person to go down. A qualified individual who gets the most okay, that they yeah. can out of it should be the person. So yes, in that sense, I I, I do think that maybe you shouldn't have gone, but. I do think there's also a big difference between the two of them. <laughs> Whew. That was an intense... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I got heated fast. I agree. That's fair. Whew. Is that going to make the cut? Oh, that'll make the cut, all right. <laughs> okay, so so the future... The point is, the future of deep sea research is exciting on many fronts. Technologically... Oh, yeah, we're... Yeah. We're at the stage that terrestrial biologists were at 500, like, well, 200 years ago. You know, when they were first exploring the rainforest and they would chuck a net in there, pull out a monkey and have a look at what its insides look like. I mean, that's effectively us with the deep sea now. Imagine if we had the capabilities and the knowledge that terrestrial biologists have. Imagine what we could find down there. Imagine what we could learn. That is one of the best ways to say that and convey that i think i've ever heard that is phenomenal that is really cool i really like the way you phrase it well i have i do have to admit i did steal part of that from dr kerry howell who is an inspirational deep sea ecologist and she feels very passionately on this subject well it is it is her lab is that correct it is dr kerry howell's lab kerry howell's lab so she's and like the future of deep sea research, the deep sea crew is growing and becoming more technologically advanced every day. <laughs> deep sea. You guys really need to get like tattoos or leather jackets at the very least, you know. We have <laughs> leather jackets, definitely. <laughs> we have, um, well, we ha- we have business cards and stickers. I mean, that's pretty much it's a start, tattoos you know? and leather jackets, right? Get, yeah. Start start from the bottom. No, no pun intended. Oh, that's what the Deep Sea Crew is all about. <laughs> is Drake like the, the music mascot for the Deep Sea Crew? <laughs> um, okay, so... so one, one day soon. Yeah, one day soon. Yeah, one day soon. We'll ask Again, Drake another to funding be, issue. Yeah, right? That's all right. You just asked him to formally endorse you. It's okay. Um, okay, so the second question is, 
more about you personally, uh, Mr. Otis, Ooh. which is from the way that you the way you speak about your research right now. You're very passionate and very knowledgeable. Not that I expect anything less. Um, which I guess makes me wonder: Are you going to stay in? Deep sea research? I mean, is this the future for you? Do you want to take a trip in the Alvin? Is that your goal? I hope it is, because deep sea research would be lost wow. the future without you. you know? Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough question. I mean, I am only at the beginning of my research career, effectively, as I graduated last year, and I'm trying to get more experience as a research assistant. I am extremely passionate about the deep sea, but I have to admit, what really brought me to this area of research isn't the deep sea it's the techniques it's the mapping um wow. i believe that deep sea is the perfect is the perfect format to test out and explore and develop these techniques and i mean it's pretty awesome you get all sorts of exciting and unknown beasties down <laughs> there so yeah i would love to stay in the deep sea research field I'm open to other ecosystems, but the methodology and the ethos of the deep sea crew is what I want to stick with. Whether it's applying it to the deep sea or applying it that to is spoken like a other areas. Sorry, say say the last bit again. Whether it's whether it's applied to the deep sea or other areas of the ocean, I mean, it has to be the ocean for me. But that's what I want to keep. Oh, 100%. Well, I have to say your love for methodologies, spoken like a true scientist. I love that. <laughs> um, I was I was actually going to ask, now that you've had your experience with academia and you're not dissuaded by it, that's also pretty impressive. Like You seem to be pretty keen on continuing forth. Oh, I'm very keen. I mean, hopefully the next step is a PhD. If not, I mean, I'm willing to do a master's degree as well if it, that's what it takes to get to the PhD, but I want to push forward. Definitely, with academia, yeah, the academic route is all the way. Yeah. Well, it's very commendable. It's very, very commendable, especially in this day and age with uncertain funding and mm. and how you know marine biology as a whole, as a field, doesn't get as much funding as say I don't know biomedical. Yeah. Human I stuff. Believe Am I right? Damn, damn humans, so selfish. Um, I think what the de what <laughs> marine biology as a whole really needs is a, a poster boy expedition, something to reinvigorate the public's imagination, effectively our Mars mission, something to aim for and put all our focus on together as a community and really, really shock the world with what we can do. I mean, I think it's possible. Jacques Cousteau was able to do it. If he did exactly. it before, we could do it again. It can be done, and it, I believe it will be done. I think the general yeah. consensus yeah. is that something needs to, something big needs to happen. We need to really get people to fall in love with the ocean again. Yeah, and and not only that, but I, I think um, we pe I think the everyday person really does have a fascination with the ocean. It's just tapping mm. into that, and and just a basic understanding. I mean, when it comes to marine pollution, marine organisms. Everything. I, it's all you need is just that little bit of um, education because the interest is there. So. And maybe um, it's li maybe it's in the deep sea. Maybe if yeah, we sorry. find some sort of. Maybe the answer's in the deep sea. Maybe if we find find something big enough and weird enough in the deep sea, that'll do it. 
Yeah, if we could find like the Bigfoot of the sea, if we could find like like the Loch Ness monster, for yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, that that'd probably do the trick. And even yeah. if it's not the Loch Ness monster for real, just rebrand it as the Loch Ness monster for real. <laughs> hey, they they do like they do stuff like that all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that headline exactly. someday soon. And anything's better than Sharknado. So now the last thing. Uh, I'm I'm quite. I'm a, I'm a closet fan of Sharknado, i got to say. Uh, listen, I'm a closet fan of Sharknado for the sheer fact that it's one of those great crappy movies. Like, on the list of top yeah. 100 best crappy movies, it's it's probably, like, top five. That said. Well, that says a lot about you, that you've actually watched 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I like those. i I got to give credit to my friend, yeah, me too. JB, because he got me into those, unfortunately. But yeah. I don't like the portrayal of sharks. Oh no! But yeah, we need. Uh, we don't need another Jaws film. No. We need. Uh, we need another Life Aquatica. Have you seen that film? Uh, have I seen that film? I own that film. I love that film. It's fantastic. <laughs> Steve Zissou's my homie. I dresses him for Halloween yeah. many years. Um. Oh wow. Yeah, I I, I love. Sorry. Yeah, we sidetracking again. <laughs> but um, it's actually interesting because it, the Jaws. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Jaws description or interpretation of sharks has permeated throughout society. It's not just Jaws anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Despicable Me 2. I boycotted that film after I saw it because they negatively portray sharks. Oh, yeah. really? I haven't seen it. Well, don't. Do not go see it. Oh. I know. I mean, it's very brief, but it's stuff that... Do not support those... You know, you, I, I don't know. I'm particularly sensitive to. No, I agree. I mean, you... Your research interests are focused upon sharks, and it must kill you for people to be so afraid of what you love and so anti-shark. Must burn. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the fear. The fear is completely natural. If there wasn't fear, well, we wouldn't be around probably. But I do the 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 very venomous and anti-shark mentality does does sting a bit. All right. So last question. Question number three, sir. This is more of a general thing, but do you personally, or on behalf of the Crew Lab and and um, Dr. Howell's research, have anything else to say? You have a platform, being on this podcast. Oh. Is there anything anything you'd like to say, mention? It can be about research, it can be about your dog, whatever you want. Well, I guess, firstly, on behalf of the Deep Sea Crew, all of your listeners should check out our website, if they're interested in what we're up to, that's deepseacrew.org. That's, that gives an overview of all of our research, a much better overview than I've given. And you should definitely follow our research expedition. You should definitely follow that at deepseelinks.wordpress. Oh, no, deeplinks, sorry. Deeplinks.wordpress. That's, that's this Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have my reservations about launching a research special on Friday the 13th, but it's going ahead and I'm really looking forward to it. Hey, it's very exciting. And again, we're going to put all those links uh, both to the crew website and also to the expedition website on the blog. So for all you listeners that are interested, we will make sure you get those links. And we also will put periodic updates on the Imposter Facebook page and Twitter. So stay tuned for that. Um, Anything else? Um, Anything else? (laughs) I guess... I s- you don't have to just yeah, just as I guess an option with a heavy heart i should inform you that 
my time with the Deep Sea crew is becoming less frequent. I am, I am a voluntary research assistant. As I'm sure a lot of other marine biologists know, it's hard to get paid work straight out of an undergraduate degree. I volunteer as a research assistant there, and as great as that is, and as good as it's been, as valuable as it is experience-wise, I am running low on funds, so I'm having to call my... T- <laughs> I'm having to... I'm going to carry on my work with Deep Sea Crew, but from afar, I'm still very much part of Deep Sea Crew, but to all of those aspiring marine biologists out there don't be afraid to volunteer it's been the best decision i think career-wise and personally i've made in a long time volunteering it's hard but it's worth it because you get to decide your own path with your research unlike unlike most other researchers that are confined by funding you can really do what you want if you can volunteer and that's i mean that that's phenomenal advice because what i'm assuming is that you know you made some pretty great connections You've gotten to jump into the research that you want to do. And even though it is hard, you're learning so much, it sounds it's like. It's valuable in so many ways, even in the long term, monetarily. If it means that I don't have to get another degree because this research experience is enough for my CV, then it may have saved me thousands, maybe even tens of thousands. That's great. Listen, Otis, this was amazing. This was really very informative, very interesting, and you're just very natural at it, so... I wish you the best of luck, sir. I've really enjoyed it, Amir. I look forward to various updates and the next episode. I mean, I'd love to come back again. I mean, we should just do this in our spare time anyway. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe put a few of them up on your podcast, but we should just interview each other like once a month or something. <laughs> I mean, I constantly do that. <laughs> I literally break into your house. I fly eight hours, then I drive another four hours. Then I break into your house and I just sit there with a microphone, watch you sleep, and I say, I ask you questions. Oh, really? You don't respond no. almost ever. Yeah, it's it's a bit rude, but. Yeah, but I mean. I don't take it personally. I mean, you don't upload those ones, do you? Because, I mean, that's personal, man. <laughs> Only to my private computer. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't ever want to come me. around while I'm awake, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well we'll see we'll see uh, uh yeah we'll see um all right listen this is great we will put like i said all the links to otis's lab to dr carrie howell's lab the deep sea crew the expedition and listen otis safe travels i hope i hope you guys find some pretty cool stuff i'm sure we will i mean Weather permitting, we'll do everything we can, but either way, we're going to the deep sea. We're going to find some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> yar, you're going on the deep sea, boy. The high seas. The high seas, yar. All right. Well, folks, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and share The Imposter on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Subscribe to us on iTunes at the iTunes Music Store. Keywords, The Imposter Podcast. Shocking news, I know. Other than that, we will see you next week. Have a phenomenal weekend. And we are outie.
Sorry.